Hey guys! Hi! Welcome back to the Decom Boom. It's me, Sarah, and I'm Nora, and this is where we rewatch every single Disney Channel movie, so you guys don't have to. Yep. Um, and this is our first episode after Monstober ended. Mm-hmm. Um, we're now in November. Yep. Um, yeah, I I'm sad. I I love Halloween. I love October. I know I'm sad too. But <laughs> you gotta move on. You gotta move on, you guys. <laughs> And hey, before you know it, it'll be December and we can do some festive Christmassy yes. Hanukkah movies. A hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah, if you guys don't already follow us on Instagram, consider doing so. It's at decomboom, right? Yes. Here? Yeah. No, the just decomboom. We post a lot of stuff for the pod, nostalgia stuff. We'll post like our drinking rules on there. So if you're like not wanting to listen back to remember the drinking rules, you could just follow us on Instagram and it would be so much easier for you. Oh my God. It would be so much easier for yeah. you guys. So definitely give us a follow. And also if you guys are liking the pod, um, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be super helpful. Yes. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> but if you have some extra time in your day and you're wondering what should I do, you could do that. Yeah. It could be your act of kindness for the, for the day. Yeah. So today we are discussing a movie that I loved as a kid. And I had never, I don't think, seen it. Looking, watching back, maybe I had seen little parts over the years. Definitely not the full movie. I loved it. So good, right? Yeah, today we're discussing Motocross. And I was um, kind of surprised to hear that you didn't remember this one that well because I just feel like I watched it so much. But I guess- I must have like never been around. I, I swear, I remember that boy so well yes. that I'm like, I must have seen parts of it, but I don't think I've ever seen the full thing. I feel like I forget that when we were really little, our like three, four-ish year age difference was more pronounced, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it because it premiered on February sixteenth, two thousand and one. I definitely don't think I watched it when it premiered, but yeah, you were little maybe when they were playing uh, reruns feels of it. Like a little bit mature. I, I almost can't believe it was a decom. Not that it's I like know. that bad, but it's just like feels more like it should be like yeah, like in theaters. It kind of felt like. I don't know, like American Ashley movie, like the challenge or something. Like, yeah, I just feel like it felt a little bit grown up. It feels more like the themes are just a little more yeah. mature. Yeah. And the romance was like a little bit like more like, ooh la la, like some tension. Well, I think, sorry guys, I think it's the horniest decom we've watched so far. Yeah, it's hot. It's literally and, hot. And all the characters are adults. None yeah. of them are minors. Okay. Nope. Everyone's. So don't come for us. The leads are above 18. <laughs> yep. And guess what, guys? They're hot. They're hot. Yeah. So if you have no idea what we're talking about and you're like, what is motocross? What is, why are they saying this movie's horny? So here is the Disney Plus description. Andy and her twin brother, Andrew, both love motocross racing, even though their dad thinks it's too dangerous for girls. But when Andrew injures his leg during a practice run against Andy, she takes her brother's spot in a big motocross race. Yeah. So this is a feminist film and it's 100% based on Twelfth Night. The, yes. my, yeah. The Shakespearean play. And this is before um, she's the man. This is before she's the man. So motocross it at first so it's kind of like this is based on 12th night and she's the man is based on motocross i think it definitely is (laughs) honestly i am so pro using shakespeare or um like jane austen or like literature as a structure for films because if you're a new writer it's so wonderful to have a beautiful perfect structure to just base your plot around 10 things i hate about you perfect she's the man perfect clueless 
perfect. perfect. All these movies are based on literature. Do you want to guess the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, so I think this movie is fabulous, and so I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say it got like an 82%. It got a 76%. Okay. So I feel like they liked this movie. Yeah, this movie is so good. And this movie doesn't really have any big stars, but we'll definitely talk about the cast, you know, after the recap. All of these people should have been big stars. They're so good looking. There's good actors. They have charm. They have charisma. I could go on. Yeah. I know. I think the cast does a really good job. Yeah. I just have this in my notes. I did just want to bring up, this is not motocross related, but it's decom related. I'm watching Seinfeld right right now, like all of it. And the other night I was watching and the mom from Cadet Kelly played uh, George Costanza's girlfriend in an episode. She played a girlfriend (laughs) who dumped him after seeing him scarf down a banana split on television. (laughs) Because he was, like, at a game and they, like, zoomed in on him. Um, Yes. Okay. But back to motocross. Um, One thing I did just want to say before we begin the recap. So I could not uh, help but think about Connor LaFrance watching this movie. I I was thinking about him, too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're from Saratoga, like us, which I think some of our listeners definitely are, you definitely know Connor's name. He was a nationally ranked rider when he tragically lost his life in 2007 after a motocross accident. And he was just an incredibly talented, fearless young person. Mm-hmm. He was 14 when he died. And his family always talks about his motto, which is hold it wide open. And that was used in regards to racing. But it's also just a larger message about living life to the fullest every single day, which he definitely did. And yeah. if you know his family, they definitely do. Um yeah, I mean, his family is just a huge inspiration to everyone who knows them. And yeah, just watching this movie, I just definitely wanted to say we're thinking of Connor. We're thinking absolutely. of his amazing I, family. A hundred percent. I was thinking the exact same thing when watching. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're thinking of them. Um, so with that said, are you ready to dive into the recap? Yes. Okay. So we begin with some heavy duty rock and roll music playing. <gasps> oh my God. This scene was giving me David Lynch. Like it was reminding me of like Twin Peaks, Mulholland Drive. Like it was so cool. Um, and it's like this sequence of motocross and then it's cut with this sequence of cheerleaders, like doing like basket tosses. And it's like, the color scheme is really cool. It's like red and white. But one thing I will say is that the sounds added in post to the cheerleading scene are really bad. Like the like claps here and there or like some of the stomps on the floor are like very clearly added in post and like aren't very, (laughs) they aren't really lining up. Yeah. But it is a really cool scene. We see this blonde boy who's practicing motocross on sort of like a backyard track. Yeah. It's in his backyard. And this is Andrew. And okay, so quick note about motocross, if you don't know anything about it, I just wanted to kind of set us up with a little bit of background information. So it's off-road motorcycle racing that's held on enclosed circuits. And it began in the United Kingdom in the early 20th century, like around 1909. Um, And then it came to the U.S. in the early 1960s. And the American Motorcyclist Association, the AMA, started organizing races shortly after that. It held the first uh, AMA motocross championship in 1972. And I was curious because I didn't know how motocross was different from like dirt bikes. Yeah. Because I feel like we grew up with, um, you would hear about people like dirt biking in their backyard. Yep. Um, So I guess dirt bikes, they're also off-road motorcycles. So it's very, very similar. I think they're the same type of bike, but I guess the sport of motocross is where like the jumps and the obstacles come into play. Uh, motocross is so cool like watching this in brink i'm like why didn't i learn to do anything cool like i don't can't do anything cool you need to have like a parent that's into it that like teaches you you can be that for your kid you have to learn yourself first but i should learn to do motocross now (laughs) i live in new york city 
<laughs> Nora loves the idea of being a motorcyclist, but she's do. a little fearful too. I'm always like, I want to ride a motorcycle so bad, but I don't like to drive on the highway. So I don't know why I think I could do it. I couldn't. But maybe um, you can do motocross because it's off road. Yeah, maybe I could. I just think it's so dope. It's so cool. No, it really is very cool. So yes, we see Andrew practicing motocross in his backyard and his dad is his coach and he's strict. He's very strict. So Andrew gets off of the bike and he's like, hey, that was pretty fast. And the dad's like, in a couple weeks, you're going to be racing with the pros. Like you have no idea what's coming. Like he's very like Troy Bolton's dad, but even worse. Yeah. That's, that's, I was getting that exact vibe throughout the film. He's yeah. so intense. And yeah, he says to him pretty fast, isn't going to do it. Yeah. So then we see his twin sister, Andrea, who is the blondie that we saw throughout the cheerleading sequence. She gets home from the cheerleading competition and she's all excited because her team won. Now, real quick, why would you name your twins Andrew and Andrea? <laughs> I know. And they like call like her Andy. It's like Andy and Andrew. Yeah. It's incredibly confusing. Yeah, no, 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 no. And it kind of like works for the plot later, but it's like, that's no. insane. It's insane. Yeah. So Andrea gets home. She's all excited and she calls out to her brother, you know, like we won, we won. And he gets distracted and wipes out on his bike, but he's fine. Yep. And the siblings are really cute together. Like they're really supportive of each other. The siblings are awesome. Yeah. So Andrea's like kind of showing everyone the trophy and that we get the um, sense here that the dad doesn't value cheerleading the way he values motocross because he really kind of like brushes her off and it's like, okay, Andy. Right. And he, he's really like back to work. Like he doesn't want Andrea's moment, which is really awesome and exciting to distract Andrew from his practicing, even for a second. Yeah, seriously. And then we also get the first hint that Andrea knows a little bit about racing because before she goes inside, she turns to her brother and she says, you're giving up too much speed on that last turn. And that's how we know that like she a little bit knows about racing. She grew up in a racing family. And so she's not clueless about the world of motocross. And, and this is also when the dad like kind of gives his first clue that they're trying to win this big competition with Andrew so they can get what's called a full factory partnership. Yep. And basically, if they win this, they'll get, you know, funding. They'll get bikes and gear and money because they want to try to get a national title. Um, and they'll be able to do that a lot more easily if they have this, like, new gear and funding. Right. They have their own racing company called Carson Racing. But it's kind of weird because they... Andrew is their only racer. Like, it's this company, but it's not like they have a roster of athletes. So it's a lot of pressure on this one kid. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, and also, we should mention, Sarah, do you know, I know this is the Southwest, but yes. what, do you know what, like, state this is in? I'm 90% sure it's California. Okay. Because, yeah, like Nora said, they refer to the Southwest throughout the movie, but also this movie was filmed in San Diego. Okay, Which yeah. makes me think it probably is supposed to be that I'm area. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really pretty, like... Their backyard, there's like either mountains or hills. Like it's a really beautiful it is, place where sure. they live. Yeah. So yeah, the dad is like back to work and then like really dramatic music plays. It, it's kind <laughs> of like after school special music. It's like yeah. really dramatic. They really need the audience to understand that this is a sad moment. Yeah. And Andrea's like, dad's right. You got to get back to work. But she's clearly sad. And then we see the little brother for the first time, Jason, and he's like the little mechanic in yeah, the family. Yeah, he's like doing bike repairs in the garage. And the mom is like walking with the dad. She's like hanging onto his arm. Um, and she's like, you know, honey, like as long as Andrew does his best, he'll be fine, right? And he's sort of like, sure, sure. Like she's kind of trying to like bring him back down to like, you know, winning isn't the most important thing in the entire world, but clearly the dad does not agree. 
Yeah, and it's sad too because, I mean, you always see these parents that are kind of living vicariously through their kids and they're a little bit too invested in their kids' like hobby. But it's hard in this situation because Andrew is related to the dad's like profit if this yes. is their company. So as much as, as it's just about his son succeeding because he wants his son to do well, it's also like his son is his business, which yeah. is a pretty unhealthy dynamic. Yeah, um, that complicates yeah. it a lot. And it kind of makes it a little more realistic because sometimes I don't, <laughs> I mean, I know that this is a real thing that happens, but it can sometimes feel corny when the dad's like, I just want you to do what I couldn't do. But like, there is this extra layer yeah. in this movie of the finances. Yep. Because we learned that the dad quit his job to devote all his time to to racing in the, this company. Yep. So the mom starts calling uh, everyone for dinner and she's like, Jason, dinner. And we see that he's got grease all over his face from his little mechanic work. <laughs> he's probably like, what, like 10? Why is he like a little boy that does bike repairs? It's so cute. I'm like, how did he get into this line of work? And so we see them at family dinner um, and the dad, yeah, starts talking about, you know, in my day when I was racing, I would get up at dawn and race until the sun went down. You know, my father would have to drag me inside. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, well, your son isn't you. People from that generation love to talk about how they're out till dusk. Like, that's what they're always talking about. Like, my age and we were out all night. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, why are they so obsessed with telling us that they were outside till dark? I know. It's, it's their like, favorite thing to say. Sounds like you got a lot of bug bites. I know. It's their favorite thing to say. It's like, I, I literally could not care less. Yeah, I know. They're obsessed with telling you that. I know. And this dad, he has such dark energy. Like, I think if this weren't a decom, there'd definitely be like an even darker element where it's like, dad was drinking. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because he's Oh, just no, a dad in the liquor cabinet again. Yeah, he has like dark energy. He does. When he says that thing about, I was racing this hard, Andrew is clearly like not impressed and just like a little stressed by this implication, like you should be more like me. Yeah. And so the dad's like, I'm not trying to force you to do anything you don't want to do. I'm just saying like, once you get out there at this upcoming race, you're going to see how fast the other guys are and you're going to wish you'd listen to me. Yep. He also at this point tells Jason, he's like elbows because of the elbows on the table. I just, whenever I see movies like this, like there is no world when I'm a parent that I'm going to give a single fuck if my kid's elbow is on a table. I know. Like, adults, why do you lose your whimsical spirit? Like, what age do you start being like, I can't see elbows on a table? Why the fuck do you care? I know. It's like you're that rigid and afraid of what other people think. Like, I you're know. afraid someone will be like, they let their children put their elbows on the table. Riff raff. <sighs> oh, my God. It's so lame. Sarah, take a look at me now. I know. Look, guys. Elbows now, are on the let table. Let me paint the scene. She has both elbows, both elbows on the table. On the table. And you know what, guys? And you know what? I'm going to tell you guys this. She looks pretty cool and she looks pretty casual. And she I looks like casual. Laid back. So um, after dinner, Andrew and Andrea, the twins, are chatting in Andrea's room. And the brother's like, I wish I could have been there today to see you, you know, compete, which is, again, so sweet. And the mom comes in to tell them, you know, your dad and I are going into the city tomorrow. So, you know, you have to watch out for your little brother. And she leaves. And they're like, sweet place to ourselves. Because we soon see that when their parents are away, this means that Andrew and Andrea get to race motocross together. Yes. So we see them on their bikes. Um, and then we see some absolutely sick shots of the kids racing. They're so good. They get so much air. So yeah, they're racing and they, they stop for a second and Andy is complaining about her boots because she's borrowing uh, her brother's spare pair of boots. So they're like too big on her. And she's like, these are messing me up. So Andrew's like, oh, do you want to stop? And she's like as if like she's like no way am i giving up hell yeah she rides off and they keep racing but then andrew uh does end up flying off his bike and Oof. crashing through the fence 
Yep. And, yikes. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah. Fuck. And yeah. then cut to the swankiest hospital I've ever seen in my life. It was nice. It looked like, okay, the hospital at the Waldorf. Like, I was like, <laughs> is this the hospital Astoria? So, yeah, Andrew is hurt. He comes out with his leg in a boot. And thankfully, it's not broken. But he is like, you know, he's messed up. He's hurt. Yeah. And the dad is clearly really upset. And Andrew's like, you know, this isn't Andy's fault. She was just helping me practice. You know, you're the one who said I should be out there every single day. And the dad's like, yeah, I met with my supervision. The parental guidance thing totally makes sense. However, the dad is flat out a sexist. Like, oh, he, a yeah. misogynist. Yeah. yeah. And he does say in this part, he's like, I, I don't want you racing, Andrea. And yeah, I almost didn't remember from when I was a kid. Like, I think I remembered like, oh, he doesn't want her doing the thing that we'll later talk about where she literally takes her brother's place. But yeah, I, I didn't know that he didn't want her to like ride at all. Yeah. And that does feel really fucked, especially because it's like your son, you're trying to have him do this as like a career. You won't even let your daughter do it as a hobby like that. I get it's dangerous, but it is just such a double standard, yes. especially when she's really good. She's really good. So now we're back at home. We cut to Andy uh, painting her nails green mm -hmm. and we see that the dad is leaving to go somewhere. And the kids are like, dad, where are you headed? And he's <laughs> like, I'm flying overseas. I'm going to talk to some European riders because all the good American riders are already, you know, they already have like a company that they're racing for. Yep. We thought Andrew was going to be our guy, but obviously he's not. So I have to go find a new rider. Andrea is like, well, dad, it's Carson racing. It should be a Carson on the bike. And he's like, yeah, I know. I agree. I wish that could be the case. And she's like, well, me. Yeah. And he's like, this isn't a joke. <laughs> I know. It's so mean. So fucked up. And Andrew really stands up for his sister at this point. He's like, dad, like Andy rips. Yeah. Like she's really good. Like let her have a chance. And the dad is like, no, no, no. He basically is like, this is prose and she's a girl. Yeah. Like he doesn't say that, but that's the subtext of like, she can't do this because she's a girl. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And this this line was in the trailer and it is really it has stuck with me this whole time. He says to Andrea, he says, I want you to start concentrating on things that a 15 year old girl should be concentrating on. And that does not include racing motocross. Oh. Like, was this my feminist awakening? Like, perhaps, especially because they're like the exact same age, like they're twins. It's not like she's like younger, you know, it's, it's know. truly only that she's a girl. And I wish at this point she said, like what? So he could really reveal himself. And he's probably like, reading about boys in your journal. You're so right. You're so right. It's <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah, like, about? What are, are the, what are the about? things a 15 year old girl should be concentrating on? So yeah, the dad is not impressed by Andy's pitch. And he's like, I need a real professional rider. And he's off to find one. And now throughout this whole extreme display of sexism, the mom is just like watching and she says nothing in this moment. She's like, like, all right, honey, we got to go. It's like, don't you care at all how your daughter feels in this moment? Yeah, the mom's silence is deafening. Yes. At this point. Um, so the dad says bye to the boys. And then this line to me was just overkill because he's already made his point. He's saying goodbye. And then he turns to Andy and he goes, Andrea, do me a favor. Stay away from anything that has two wheels and a motor. <laughs> it's like you've uh, made your point. Yeah, she's got it. Okay. Yeah. And then Andrea goes, this has been the most complicated day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a really interesting way to put it. Cut to Andrea screaming as she gets the mail. Yes. And we find out that she has in sync tickets, like fifth row. Yep. Um, and so she's really happy and she's screaming. And then the mom opens a letter, another piece of mail that arrived to the house. And she looks very concerned. And we learn that the racing event, the big racing event has been moved up two weeks. So basically they don't have a racer. The race is now sooner than they thought. 
uh, if you miss the first race, you can't qualify for the cup, which is obviously the big race. Yeah. Um, so they're like, we don't have a racer. We, this race is very soon. Um, and they try and call their dad. They can't get a hold of their dad overseas because he's looking for a racer. And Andrea says perhaps one of my favorite lines in the movie. Here I am reveling in this epic in sync moment when our entire family unit is crumbling beneath us. <laughs> Me begging mom and dad for Jonas Brothers tickets during the recession. <laughs> that kind of sounds like something Cher Horowitz would say. I know it's an amazing line. It's like the drama. So yeah, they can't get a hold of their dad. This is really bad. And Andrea's like, this is all my fault. Like if it wasn't for me, you know, Andrew, you'd be packing for the first race right now. And she's like, I have to step in. Like I have to fix this. And then she says to her brother, don't you think I can do it? And he's like, yeah, of course you could do it. Like, you're great, but there's a long list of reasons why this wouldn't work out, mainly that you're a chick. Um, Andrew, at this point, he's not being sexist himself. He just, he knows the world. Yeah. He knows society, and he knows that she's going to get totally beat up if she's in this race. But also at this point, I have to say that at one point when Andy's talking about, I, clearly it's up to me to fix everything. Andrew says, why is it up to you? Good fucking question, Andrew. And I want to ask that question to a lot of our DCOM protagonists. Yeah. Why is fixing your whole family's problems up to you guys? I want to ask that to Cadet Kelly. I want to ask that to Ben from Smart House. I want to ask that to Andy from Brink. You guys took on way too much. It was not up to you. And now I'm saying that to Andy too. Not really up to her to do this. No. But I'm glad she does, but not really her responsibility. Her brother is really saying like, you know, if guys knew that they're racing against a girl, like they would do anything to beat you. And she says... Yeah, but they'd have to keep up with me first. And then we see Andrea go to um, like a like an open public uh, racing practice track. She goes to practice. And so there's this group of guys and they're clearly very surprised to see her. Um, and they follow her out onto the track and they're racing with her and they kind of like edge her out of a turn and she falls and she wipes out. And one of the guys, you know, kind of like rides by on his bike and he says, chicks and they're laughing at her and this one guy speeds off and like dust sprays at andy so she's kind of humiliated when she tries to go out there with the guys not not like because she's bad because they they just bully her basically right so back at home her bike is a little messed up from her fall and jason asks her do you want me to change out those handlebars because they're bent um and she's like it's fine just no i'll do it myself and then she kind of gives him this look and he says i know don't tell mom <laughs> a thread throughout the movie the, the older siblings are always like jason keep it together we're scheming and you need to keep it on the down low <laughs> so andy goes back inside and she's rushing upstairs to put away her dirty racing clothes without her mom seeing mm -hmm. but the mom is suspicious she's downstairs like reading and she's like what have you got there andrea and she says just some old clothes I was going to donate them to the poor. <laughs> and the mom's like, huh? Okay. 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 Good for you. Yeah. Um, and now we're at family dinner and the mom sees Andrea's like friction burn from when she wiped out earlier. And she's like, what in the world is this? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm real. You know me. I'm clumsy. I tripped. And then the mom says, oh, you tripped. Was that before or after you donated clothes to those poor underprivileged motocross racers? Yeah. So she's like, I'm on to you, queen. Yes. I know what's up. Mm -hmm. And then we see uh, Andrew putting ointment on his sister's burn. And it feels like she could do it herself. There's like certain moments where I'm like, the brothers and sisters aren't this close, but I think it's a twin thing where they're just like so... Like we, me and Sarah have said many times, twins are freaks. Yeah, they're not like normal siblings. Yeah. That's they're, they're, for uh, sure. Yeah, they're freaks of nature. Yeah. Um, And at this point, he's like, I told you this would happen. He's like, I told you if you went out and raced with those guys. And she's kind of like, so you're saying this only happened because I'm a girl. 
And he says, unfortunately, that's exactly what I'm saying. He's saying, it's a man world. <laughs> that was like so good. <laughs> Sorry to slay. Sorry to slay on the podcast. Um, but I feel like it's like Andrew is such an icon because I know, I he's just him. being like, Andy, like, I know the world for women, for women out there. Right. And um, he's right. I mean. He is right. I remember this, okay, traumatizing moment from when I was in fourth grade. Okay. Where we were standing in line and. There was someone that came by, like a, a PE teacher, and they're like, "Does anyone want to like do basketball?" And like boys raised their, raised their hands, like me and a couple girls, and the boys immediately made fun of us, and what? then like none of us did it. That's so sad. I know. Honestly, if you have a son, you need to do better because every boy I knew, and until like I was twenty, was an absolute monster. Oh yeah. So if you need to have a son, you have to actually do better at home because they, they behave so shockingly i agree and I, I think people really forget because they see their kids in such a positive light it's like yeah you just see them for what they are evil right and it's like yeah guess what they're getting horrifying messages from their peers horrifying messages from the TV, media yeah. so it's really up to you to correct that and yes. a lot of parents are just like they're so sweet it's like no they're not we're gonna get feminist today because yeah this no, no, movie no, really sure. wild us up yeah um so i think it's supposed to be the next day and Andrew is telling his mom, he's like, mom, these parts for the bikes that dad ordered arrived at, you know, the shop that we get our gear from. Should we go get them? And she's like, sure. And then she calls up, um, Andrea, do you need anything from town? And there's no answer. And Andrew's like, oh, I think she maybe went to the mall. And the mom's like, okay. But she didn't. Spoiler. Um, so then meanwhile, we see what looks like Andrew's sweatshirt, but then we, the camera pans up and it's someone with short hair and sunglasses and a backwards baseball cap, but it's not Andrew. It's Andy. And she looks good. She looks great. She cut her hair and it works. So she's clearly impersonating her brother and she's overdoing it on the dude walk because <laughs> Andrew does not walk. <laughs> no. And he also doesn't like, she's talking like, hey man, can I get some? Uh, and it's like, Andrew does not talk like yeah, that. Yeah, he talks like a very normal, like sweet boy. She's like, she's yeah, like, you got any beats or something? <laughs> Broski. It's like, no, that's not how Andrew talks. But I love it because that is how I have like a boy impersonation that I do. And Drummond is always like, you don't sound like a boy. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, it's like, no, man. Do you want some like beef jerky? Yeah, right. I'm like, that's what they talk about. Like, Sorry, that's how I view boys. So Andy is at this, you know, kind of gear motocross shop pretending to be her brother. And she goes to talk to the guy that works there, whose name is Jimmy, because she needs new boots. Because you'll remember from the previous scene, she was using her brother's spares and they didn't fit her. So yep. she's trying to get new boots. And Jimmy, this guy working there, who has like a really intense, like stereotypical, almost like surfer guy, California accent. He sounds like he's doing an impersonation of like the Californian sketch on SNL. Like, you know, like the Californians. He sounds like that. Yeah. He's like, whoa, dude, like, did you teleport here? Because I just hung up the phone with you. Because, yeah, he had just spoken to Andrew yeah. about coming to get these parts. And now all of a sudden, Andrew is right in front of him. Mm-hmm. So Andy like tries to play this off cool. She's like, oh, oh yeah, sorry. I just, I got here really quick. Um, Yeah, the parts. Okay, great. Yeah, I'll pick up those parts, but I also need boots. Also, this is so funny because the these actors aren't related in real life, so they don't look anything alike. So it is funny that like, just because she's wearing sunglasses, this guy is supposed <laughs> to think she's her brother because they just don't look anything <laughs> no, alike. No, no, no. He's like, okay, I'll go grab you some boots. And Andrea kind of walks away from the desk where Jimmy is working. And then the real Andrew comes in. So Andrea like <gasps> drama starts away to hide. And now poor Jimmy is so discombobulated because he's like, dude, you didn't have those crutches before. And he's like, yeah, I did. I can't get around without these. What are you talking about, man? Like there's a huge, <laughs> Jimmy is thinks he's losing his mind. Jimmy in is going nuts. 
yeah. And he's like, oh, I have those boots you wanted. And real Andrew's like, I don't need boots. What? Yeah. Um, but then he walks away. And now Andy comes back and she's about to buy the boots when she sees her mom and Jason coming yeah. in. And so she, again, darts away to hide. Um, and now the Carson family, so the mom, Jason, and Andrew are trying to pay for these parts, which yeah. is why they came here. And the store clerk, when he sees Andrew again, is like, dude, what is with this disappearing crutch trick? <laughs> He's like, bro, you had crutches and then you did it and now you have them again. Like, what's going on? And the family is like concerned for Jimmy's <laughs> sanity. So he gives the family their total and they're like, oh my God, like, why is it so expensive? Like, yeah. what? And he's like, well, because the parts are this and the boots were 300. And Andrew's like, dude, I keep telling you, I don't need boots. Like, what's going on? And then Andrew sees someone kind of like running out of his peripherals. He's like, I'm going to go put these boots back. Give me a sec. And he's really going to investigate. And he knocks on the like changing room door. And we hear, I'm changing, dude. <laughs> dude. And it's so funny the way she says it. It's amazing. And Andrew opens the door and sees his sister and sees her hair. And he says, I'd say changing is an understatement. Yeah. And then he says, is this some deep-seated father-daughter psychological <laughs> reaction thing, isn't it? I'm like, okay, psych major. Like, I know, Andrew. Yes, King. He, said, he said Freud. <laughs> Andrea explains to her brothers, like, come on, I can pretend to be you, you know, at this race that got moved up. I can compete at least until we find someone else or at least until you're better. And mom and dad don't need to know because Andrew's like, mom and dad are never going to allow this. And she's like, I know, I know. So I'm not going to tell them. And she's like, Jason, right? We're not going to tell them. Mm -hmm. And he says, why do you always look at me? But yeah, this this whole scene goes down and the mom doesn't end up finding out. Like Andrea goes back into hiding and the boys keep it on the DL. So it's like, okay, great. Now back at home, they still haven't heard from the dad, which I'm like, rude. Like check in with your family. I know, I know. Um, So he, the dad still doesn't know that like they're definitely going to miss this competition. Yeah. That they need to be at if they want to qualify for the cup. Um, Andy is in the kitchen talking to her mom with her hair uh, hidden by a towel. Yeah, and the mom's like, so Andy, where were you today? And Andy's like, the mall. And she's like, okay, did you buy anything? And and he's like, uh-huh. And then the mom is like, what's going on? And Andy's like, nothing. And then the mom is like, okay, but I will find out. It's just a matter of time. So then we see Jason out working on something mechanical in the garage and the mom comes in and sits down next to him. She's trying to get information out of him and he cracks immediately. Like she doesn't even say anything and he <laughs> folds and we don't see him rat out his siblings, but it's implied. Yeah, yeah. So the next morning, it's so early that it's still dark out and Jimmy from the store, the confused <laughs> man, is here to give a... Uh, Andy a ride to the race, but he still thinks that she's Andrew. Yeah. Um, and so she's like loading her bike into his car. Um, and then the mom comes outside. Yeah. And she catches her. Yeah. And she's like, girl, you are not riding in this race. Like, nope. no. And then we cut to they're back in the house. And the mom is scolding her and being like, you can't do this. Like, we were also about to get in this car with this man from the store. She's like, <laughs> she has a lot of qualms about the situation. Yeah. And then she says, this line hurt me so bad. She's like, and just look at your beautiful hair. Tell you one thing. We're going over to the salon first thing to see if there's anything they can do with it. And it's like, oh, the pain of like, like your hair. Like, who the fuck cares about your hair? Andy didn't say anything about not liking her hair. Like maybe regardless maybe of this, she, she likes, likes it. it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, even if you don't want her to race, maybe like, did you ever ask her like, oh, and like you cut your hair. How do you feel? Maybe she's like, I like it. And then if, it's none of your business. If your daughter is like 
not afraid to rock a short pixie in early high school because she wants to help out her family. You should be proud of that. I would be so proud of that. That's like a cool thing to do. I couldn't have done that when I was 15. I was like, I was like scared to cut my hair an inch. Oh my God. I got like literally like six inches off in in like sixth grade. And then I was watching a Hannah Montana episode where her hair was so long and beautiful and I started crying. (laughs) It was so dramatic. (laughs) I was like, look at her beautiful. I was like the mom. I'm like, look at her beautiful hair. You really do feel like it's like the thing I have to contribute, my beautiful hair. I mean, it's- yeah. uh, I know. It's dark. It's hard. Yeah. And then after Andy leaves, Jason says to his mom, like, mom, like, why won't you let Andy race? And the mom's like, because girls just don't race motorcycles. Well, they do, but not with boys. It's just not done. Um, And then Jason says, but in school, they were teaching us about women's (laughs) rights. And this is Gavinson, I think, was saying there aren't any jobs that women can't do and how great it is that we've come so far. So I guess I don't understand why Andy can't race. She's just as good as those guys, right? So sweet. These feminist king brothers. I know. Her brothers are truly feminist. The mom is clearly like avoiding this conversation with Jason because she knows that he's right. And she knows that she's part of the problem. So she's like, Jason, go put away this laundry. Like this conversation's over. And Jason leaves. And then the mom looks out the window and she sees her daughter sadly putting the bike back in the garage. And she says, well, this is cool. The mom's name is Geneva, which, okay, cool name. I know. And she says, oh, Geneva, don't even go there. Just go back and fold your laundry and think about something else. <laughs> oh, my Dark. God. I could write a thesis on this. Okay, Virginia Woolf. I'm like, this is like literally like feminist text. Yeah. Me, that line, like, just fold your laundry and think about something else. Like, that is the darkest it's line so, I've ever heard in my life. So sad. And she's surrounded by men and she's surrounded by this very masculine, male-dominated sport. And she's lost sight of her true like you know inner world as a woman and she's realizing in real time that she's failed her daughter and the guilt is overpowering and she needs to just go fold her laundry but i was, I was like, like I oh my god i was like i really could write an essay on that one line i was it's like Geneva, so real to the i female feel experience. you girl and then this is where she becomes a queen she doesn't just go back to folding her laundry she does something about it she goes out to find andy in the garage and she's like okay be straight with me are you like just doing this because you're guilty about what happened to your brother or is this something that you actually want to do andrea's like well whichever one will like make you let me go and the mom's like no 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 that's not what i'm asking like tell me and then andrea says i really want to ride and i can win and this impresses the mom and she says okay do we still have time to get there so we get to the to the race and it's kind of like a campground right there's like vans and people everywhere like parked out this is kind of like the waiting area before they race yeah Ugh, and some motocross punks are like look he brought his mommy okay if you're a boy or a man and you think it's hilarious to make fun of men because they love the women in their lives, whether it be their mom or their girlfriend, like you're whipped, like simp. You need to look in the mirror and ask yourself, why do I suck so badly? Yeah. Like there's not, it's not embarrassing to treat women well and have a good relationship with your mom or your girlfriend. And the sad thing is they're probably just jealous because maybe they don't have any strong, like intimate relationships with women. And listen, I feel bad for them, but that's on you to reflect. Reflect. Yeah. Come on, (laughs) let's see some reflection. Yes. So, okay, so- Andrea goes to sign up for the race and a guy next to her sees her green nails and says, nice manicure, dude. Now in 2022, no one would care. A hundred percent. Sorry, I wrote that exact same thing. Yeah, like a ton of guys. Now we have Harry Styles. Exactly. Right. So like that, that wouldn't be a thing now, but then Andrea tries to have an excuse and she's like, uh, 
cuts down the vibration in the bars, <laughs> which it's like, what? Yeah, it makes no sense. No sense at all. And the guy's like, whatever, dude. So then we see this guy named Bob. He comes up and introduces himself to Andy. And he's like, I work for the company that's putting on this race, Rollins Racing. And I want to interview you. I want to get to know the man beneath the helmet. Which is a little bit scary to Andrea because she's like, I'm not a man. She's like, I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but luckily, uh, this guy gets called away. He gets a phone call and he's like, oh, this is my demanding but fair boss. And so he gets called away. But this guy sort of comes back a few times throughout the movie. He works for Rollins Racing and he's trying to interview Andy. So he comes back like here and there. Andy is working on her bike by her, you know, campsite. And she sees a very pretty man looking at her. And he kind of yeah. makes like a cowbunga sign at her, right? He's kind of like, hey, dude. She, yeah. She's kind of like, that boy's so cute. So a girl sees Andy's mom doing her nails at the table like next to their van. And she walks up to the mom and she's like, can I have some help? Because I broke a nail and I don't have any of my stuff on me. And the mom's like, you know, say no more. Sure, I'll help. Adorable. So cute. I know. Women helping women. But then it's time for Andy's first race. So the mom is like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Can this wait? Because I have to go watch my daughter. I, I mean, I mean my son. My son. <laughs> he's a boy. And, um, but then Andy is like, mom, none of the other guys' moms are watching them, which again, I really doubt is true. Yeah. I know. When you're a teenager, you just have that. And it's sad when you're a teenager because you're so embarrassed by your parents, but you don't think anyone else's parents are embarrassing. Yeah. So it's kind of like a tough thing because yeah. it's like it's like you're humiliated just by having parents. I know. It's you're like, like, why do I as a teen have parents? I know. And it's like it's so much more of a sleigh like to be like, I actually like my parents. I know. And even as a teen, when people say that you like them more. I know. But you like just can't do it for yourself. I mean, really, if you have a tough relationship with your teen daughter, it will change. It, they, they feel like they're allergic to you. They'll come back to you. So, yeah, the mom is like, okay, I guess I won't watch this first race. Um, so Andy, for her first race, gets stuck in the gate. So she gets off to a super late start, yeah. which really sets her back. And she ends up finishing last, Ugh. which is rough. And back at their tent area, there are girls everywhere because the first girl spread the word about the manicures. Yeah. So now there's all these girls hanging around the tent that want their nail that want their nails done. Yeah, and the boy, the motocross boys, they think the girls are swarming because of Andy. They think all the girls love Andy, but it's really because of her mom. Right. They love the manicures, but all the boys are seeing this and being like, dude, that guy Andy's a chick magnet. And they're like really impressed and really jealous. Um, okay, now also, okay, there's this moment here where the mom is doing someone's nails and she's telling the girls, you know, I was a trophy girl when I was your age. And they're like, oh my gosh. So I was like, now what's that? What's a trophy girl? It's like a briefcase girl on The Price is Right. <laughs> or what's that show? Deal yeah, or No Deal? Deal or No Deal, yeah. So, okay, this is what I found on dirtbikefix.com. <laughs> oh, you know, dirtbikefix.com. Mm -hmm. Just my esteemed You're always research. on there. <laughs> oh yeah, I check it every morning. <laughs> So this says, motocross trophy girls are evident in most dirt bike races. They might be handing out the prizes or are there perhaps as part of a sponsorship partner. These motocross chicks add a bit of glamour and glitz to any event. So many events are held up and down the country, so you're sure to see them at a local track you go to. You see these girls at a multitude of sports events. They are the girls who lure buyers to the stands or tents to talk to vendors or company representatives hawking a certain product, such as oil, sunglasses, graphics, and energy drinks. So I'm wondering, I'm like, did the mom meet the dad doing this? Or like, did she do this because the dad was her boyfriend? Because we know the dad uh, raced as a young person. So it's like, 
was this like her job because she was like a pretty model or something and then like they met that way or was it like oh my boyfriend's always at the track let me be a trophy girl i don't know but i wanted to know what a trophy I, girl was i don't know so then we see pretty boy who was making eyes at andy earlier um he's looking at a girl and his friend is like dude you need to chill on farron henderson <gasps> What a name. I know. And then the friend is like, that's the owner's daughter. That's like career suicide. Like she's forbidden. Yeah. And then this boy who I'll, I'll say his name now. His name is Dean. We'll later learn. Um, we stand him. Oh God. Yeah. So he's looking at Farron and he's trying to like lean back on his bike in a suave way, but he falls. Um, <laughs> and then Farron sees him and she's on her cell phone and she says, Oh my God, what a geek. And then to her friend on the phone, oh, not you, hon. Yeah. Like what What teen girls like, oh, hi, hon, their friend. Huh? Some girls are. It's like those girls that, you know, when like a, like a person working at Forever 21 is like, here you go, sweetie. And it's like, yeah. they're your age and it's annoying. It's so true. Farron is giving that. Yeah. So Dean, who just made a fool of himself in front of Farron, his friend is like, maybe you should ask that guy, Andy Carson, for advice with Farron. Like clearly he knows what's up. Look at all those girls by his tent. So that seed has been planted. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, time for another race. Um, Andy has a really good lead this time. She is in the lead. And then all of a sudden she falls off. Mm -hmm. And no, she does not win. She loses. <laughs> she's dead last um, again. And it's like sucks that she had a really good start. And then she's really defeated after the race. And she's like complaining to her mom. And her mom's like, you should be proud of what you've done. And Andy's like, I came to win, mom. I should have smoked these guys. Yeah. And it's it sucks. And then Andy goes to watch uh, this other race and we see Dean, the hottie, he's in this one. And we're seeing that he's very good and he wins. And after the race, he's getting interviewed and his like kind of like sponsor boss dude, Art Henderson, who's that girl's dad, he kind of owns this like bigger racing company that has a lot of athletes. He butts into Dean's interview to brag about his team and their bikes. Um, yeah, and we basically just right away see he's kind of yeah, an asshole. We've seen with Brink and with this movie that a lot of older sponsorship people that sponsor athletes, they're just like exploiting these young kids for their profit. Yeah, right. Um, it's like they're not doing the work. Yeah. Um, and then back at Andy's camp, she's trying to push her bike up into the van and she's, she's struggling. Yeah. It's, it's heavy. And Dean, uh, sees her and he pitches in to help and she's kind of trying to defend why she couldn't do it alone. And she says, can't shake the arm pump from the last moto. <laughs> she says it literally just like that. <laughs> like that's, I'm going to be honest. That's a dead on impression. No, like it actually really is. That actually really is. Her boy voice is so funny. She laughs and goes, uh, yeah. Yeah, she laughs like uh, Crush from Finding Nemo. Like, oh. Which you know I can't do, so I know. don't bring it up. Okay, sorry. Yeah, once my theory about why Nora can't do the surfer laugh is she's too tense. Like, she can't relax enough. I know. Because when she tries to do the, <laughs> yeah, she's like, ho, 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 And I'm like, ho, I can't do it. Oh, my God. So yeah, Dean really sweetly helps her and he he notices her nail polish and he does tease her, but in a very gentle way. And then she tries to make her excuse again. And he says, watch, once you start winning, everybody's going to be wearing that stuff. Yes. And pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then also when he sees the nail polish, she's like, uh, and he's like, he says, race the secrets, don't stay secrets for too long. Yeah. Which I loved. I'm like, I love the, like, the motocross gossip. It, like, always gets around. Like, all the boys are gossiping. I, like, love it. I loved that, too. It, like, raised the stakes for me or something. Yeah. And then he, he sits down with Andy, like, kind of, like, on the edge of her van, and he's really, like, being kind to her in this moment where she's doing really bad in all these races, and he's like, look, you're, you're probably the best racer back in your hometown, right? And she's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, so are all of these guys but he says it in like a nice way he's like it's hard when you like you realize like you've been the big fish and now you're in this huge pond and it's hard I mean this is so real like I remember when I was in high school and seeing a lot of my friends audition for musical theater schools and acting schools and their spirit dying a little bit every single day yeah. of like when you're the best person in your high school and then you like go on all these auditions and you're like everyone's the best person in their high school I mean it's a lot for a teenager yeah that can be so painful yeah. when you don't realize that like the competition is steep especially when it comes to singing and that's the thing I always knew that as a kid I was like yes I can sing but so can like everybody and their mother like it's the most <laughs> common talent <laughs> like just look on YouTube I think you're the best singer in the world oh my god well thank you I've never seen anyone as good Lady <laughs> <laughs> Gaga pack it yeah, up yeah sorry everyone so then they're talking and these girls start walking by and they're all like bye Andy bye Andy and Dean says he goes I love this part he goes dude I don't get it these are like women in their 20s and, and then Andy says I've always felt that I could relate pretty well to girls yes. it's like, I bet you can Andy you're a girl it's amazing and Dean also says so he goes they don't ever give a 125 guy a look so basically Andy is in the 125 pro division this refers to the engine size you know how like in Mario Kart Nora it's like 50 cc oh. 100 cc yeah this is like that so 125 which andy is in that's like for teenagers and now dean is in 250 pro which is also for teens but for like better older people Mm, okay um and then like above that is like adults race like bigger uh engine sizes than that but yes i did look into that that's cool so uh dean is like all right i'm gonna go back to my like truck um and then he invites him he's like do you want to come like check out the henderson truck it's actually kind of cool um and Andy really wants to because she wants to keep hanging out with this cutie. But just then, uh, Geneva, the mother, comes back and she immediately is like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get home and into a bubble bath. Yeah. (laughs) And Andy gives her a look like, no, please. And the mom quickly clocks the situation. She's like, cute boy, got it, got it, got it. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm actually at a really good place in my book. I could just as well sit and finish it. Like, go check out the the truck. And then we see when they leave that the mom she's not reading her book she's reading the motocross rule book Mm -hmm. so she's making sure like what do i need to know so my daughter can succeed like what are the rules and that's such a good moment of like the mom is invested and oh it's so good i love that um and then they're they went back to the truck to look at it and they're walking past another racer and he says to andy dude let me be the first to salute you on your superior babe magnetism (laughs) (laughs) your babe magnetism then uh, Farron comes through the truck, Farron Henderson, and Dean is so flustered that he says, this is Carson Andrews. I, I mean, I mean, Andrew Carson. Yeah, total fool out of himself. And then Andy clocks Farron's perfume right away and goes, Tommy girl, right? You know, like Tommy Hilfiger. Yep. Um, and she's like, how did you know? And he's like, oh, uh, my sister wears it, uh, but it uh, smells better on you. <laughs> It's like, okay, it's like, he's so, she's so bad at being a boy, like. But Farron is, like, impressed, because it's that thing of, like, guys don't usually know these things. I know, I, men are so wrong about women, like, 
it really like like I can't explain to you like stop going to the gym and just to like find one thing your girlfriend likes and learn about it. So yeah, Farron is like impressed that he's showing an interest in her perfume. Oh, so then Bob Henderson comes out, the oh, yeah. uh, the boss guy. And he sees Andy and he's like, Dean, you know you shouldn't be bringing competition around here. And another guy is like, oh, don't worry. He's not competition. Rude. Rude. And Andy is hurt by that. And he's like, I should get going anyways. And he leaves. Um, but Dean follows him out. And he's like, I have a confession to make. And Andy's like, yeah, dude, it's obvious you love Farron. And he's like, yeah, I do. Oh, is it really like that bad? And Andy's like, dude, you're toast. You're like jello. <laughs> I love that moment. And then this is when Dean is like, listen, I want to strike a deal. Like, I'll help you get better at racing if you help me with Farron because you're good at this stuff. You know how to talk to women. And Andy's like, no, I'm actually not going to like be at the next few races. And Dean's like, what? And he's like, family stuff, long story. I'm probably not going to be around. Like, so I'm sorry. I can't really help you. And then he leaves. And that seems like it's going to be kind of the end of that. But of course it's not. Back at camp, the mom says, well, I think that's about the cutest boy ever. Yeah. And Andy says, if I wasn't the second cutest boy here, maybe I'd have a chance. Because <laughs> obviously Dean thinks that Andy is a boy. Right. Um, I love that. Yeah. And, and Dean is so cute. Yes, he really is. Trustworthy. So then uh, the mom tells Andy like, oh, I was just talking to your dad on the phone. He didn't find a new rider yet. And then Andy is like, wait, did you did you not tell dad that like we're here? And she's like, you didn't. And the mom's like, well, like, no, not yet. Like, love. I know. It's their little secret. Love. Girls need to have secrets. Yes. Especially from their, like, scary dad. Oh, my God. Um, and this is when the mom reveals a little bit of her backstory. She reveals that she used to sing in a band. And how shocked Andy is to hear this shows to me that she's never even, like, sung for her kids ever. Which is scary to me because, like, as a singer, like, I literally... It doesn't matter if I'm performing or like I, I have to like sing in some way every single day. I know. And also just like if you listen to like the uncut version of this podcast, like when me and Sarah start recording for the first like 10 minutes, we're just like, huh, like just singing to ourselves. If there's a moment of silence, we have to be. We have to be singing. Yes. Filling the space. Right. So like that makes me sad. Like, wow, this mom has really repressed this part of her. I know. So yeah, this part's crazy. She's like, yeah, I was in this this rock band. And when my mom found out, she almost had a heart attack. And oh. her mom told her, like, if you quit right now, I won't tell your dad. And so she quit. And like, I just, it's literally so dark for me to imagine having parents that didn't like encourage your creative pursuits. Like, mm -hmm. can you imagine? Like, I think about if I was in a family where they were like, stop like doing music like you just need to become a doctor like I feel like that would just have been really really dark and hard I to know. deal with yeah so I feel I for the mom I'm like they couldn't handle you just being in a band like that's so I know scary. it's not even dangerous like motocross it's like okay it's dangerous but yeah. like a band like come yeah, it's on, like, come on that. guys um and the mom is like listen like my life worked out like I I met the man of my dreams and I have three amazing kids but like I still regret that I didn't at least like give that a try mm -hmm. and she's like I promised myself that I would never let any of my kids give up on their dreams. Yep. And it is cool because I think the mom prides herself on like my son is doing this amazing thing and we're like all in supporting him and like her younger son is like she's really like I feel like encouraging him his hobby but it's like she's yeah, she has like let her daughter down in this way. And I think she's realizing like no more of that. Yeah. I'm all in on her too. And that's really sweet. 
And now Andy realizes that her mom is going to like let her keep this up a while longer and probably she's going to be at the next couple of races because her dad is still away and mm-hmm. hasn't found someone yet. So then she rushes back to tell Dean like, wait, 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 I'm in. I'm in on our deal. And now we get this really awesome song called uh, We're at the Top of the World by Juliana Theory. Love. We're at the top. Isn't it a great song. song? It's so good. Yeah, and it plays when Dean brings Andy to practice. Uh, and when they get to this area where they're going to practice, Andy's like, wait, where are we? Like, the track is is back that way a while. And he's like, listen, Andy, the thing is, like, you know how to ride. The thing that you really need help with is reading terrain. Mm-hmm. So we're doing it a little more off-road than usual. Love. And he says, let's go. And he speeds off. And Andy says, he is so cute. This is my favorite scene in the movie. Oh my God, it's such a good scene. And then we see amazing motocross sequence. Yep, stunts. Um, And then they arrive at a lake. Yeah, it's like a little like watering hole. It's like small. So they take off their helmets and Andy says, how beautiful. And then she realized that's like a little feminine. So she goes, I mean, how cool is that? Love boys say the scenery is beautiful. Can you imagine? That's so sad. I know. So, um... Then Dean says, well, we didn't come here just to look at it. Come on, take your shirt off. And he takes off his shirt. Now, this part was so provocative to me as a kid. Like, the implication of boobs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, thinking, like, she can't take off her shirt. She has boobs. And just, like, the palpable sexual tension between them. Like, this scene is what I mean when I say this is the horniest movie we've watched. I know. I was dying as a kid. I was like, oh, my God. Like... She, this boy is basically asking her to skinny dip, but like she, he doesn't know that he's asking her that. I know. It's so shocking and so good. And then when she's like, uh, he's like, you're such a girl, Carson, come on. And then she says, you did not just call me a girl. And then she put like runs into the lake like with her full like suit, motocross suit on. And they start like fighting and it's like so sexually charged and like so romantic yeah they're like dunking each other under the water i'm like boys straight boys definitely don't do this which makes me kind of think that dean is bi because it's like i don't know he's definitely open at least yeah he's open um i also i think everyone's bi sorry no totally um i also have to say that he calls um andy carson by her last name when i was in high school all I wanted in life was a boyfriend that everyone calls by their last name, but that I called by their first name. Oh, that's I romantic. thought it was the biggest flex in the world to have a boyfriend that everyone's like, like, what's yeah. the last name? Um, like, hey, like if everyone's like Carson, Carson, and, and then you're, you're like, like hi, hi, John. Yeah. Like, I literally thought that was the biggest flex in the world. That is that a flex. And that's a, sexy. And an older boyfriend that could drive me to school was all I wanted. Did you get either of those things? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is honestly very cool. And they have so much chemistry in this scene. And they're like having this moment where they're like dunking each other under and it's very romantic. And then Dean is like, okay, so like, what about our deal? And then Andy says, I'll talk to Farron. And then Dean dunks her under again. And I'm like, they're in love. They need to they're kiss immediately. They're obsessed with each other. My favorite scene. Bye Slay. Far. And now we see Jason, little bro, on the phone with his mom. And he says, you know how great Andrew is at riding? That's how bad he is at cooking. Because Jason, while they're away on this racing trip, is home alone with Andrew. And he says, last night he made spaghetti that crunched. And the mom is like, you just got to hang on a little longer. It's going to be fine. 
and the mom and Andrea are staying at a hotel while they're there. And so we see Andy at the hotel in the lobby and she spots Farron and she sort of like orchestrates a bump in. Like she sort of like pretends to run into her and and she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And Farron is like, oh, I'm sorry too. I'm on a shopping high. So I kind of lose myself. (laughs) (laughs) And then Andy's like, oh, I'm looking for Dean. Have you seen him? And she so hostile towards Dean. She's like, why would I see Dean? And he's like, oh, do do you guys like never hang out? And she says, me and Dean get real i know like it's like why the dean's hot animosity and she starts walking off and so then andy's like well like why like why would you never be seen with dean and she's like oh he's not my type and andy's like well what is your type and we learn that farron doesn't want a guy who's obsessed with motocross she's around that energy too much and andy's like well listen at least he's dedicated to something and Farron says, well, I want my guy dedicated to me. She's got a point. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. Because I feel like this film paints her as vapid, but I actually think this is very healthy. Like, she's around this sport constantly. Yeah. This is her dad's world. She's probably around so many, like, sexist pigs. And she's like, I more want a man that's, like, wants to talk about me. No, she, she's the worst. I'm sorry. Because remember how it's in the end, who she ends up with? No, I know. She is the worst, but, like, this this is, um, I think not a bad stance but yes the rest of her sucks yeah yeah so we see andy back in her van and she's like avoiding dean because she doesn't want to bum him out with this new intel she has about farron and she tells her mom like if if dean comes by like tell him i'm not here tell him i went out for donuts or something but dean comes by at that exact moment and hears them and he's like donuts carson you're in training (laughs) um and now okay this is where i was getting like vibes from dean like he sort of does the like chad michael murray smolder type of acting but it doesn't even better no i'm i'm (gasps) buying it i'm buying what he's selling so this is when andy is forced to tell dean the truth she's like listen dude she's not into it she's just looking for something different and she's like look she probably wants a guy who like drives a fancy foreign car and will like take her to the mall like it's just (laughs) not your vibe and he's like dean's like i can be that guy and andy's like you don't want to be that guy dude seriously forget about her yeah and then he's like you know what dean like if you want to stop training me like that's fine like we had a deal and like i could and do it so like don't worry about it and then dean's like no dude like you got serious potential and then he says this line it's so that is so sexual he says tomorrow i'm gonna work you until you can't get out of bed i was like gasping i was like disney (laughs) what are you doing to me like what are you insinuating i'm like it's like so this is so sexual no yeah it was shocking and then she's so happy to hear that dean is not giving up on her training that she like throws herself at him in a hug and he's like "Whoa, whoa 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 dude 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 while uh Dean and Andy hug. Um, Art Henderson and Farron are watching this, and Art is like, "There's something weird about that new kid." All because he hugged a boy, and Farron is like, "At least he's different." And now we see Andy racing again, and a bunch of uh, the racers fall, and Andy keeps going, and Dean is watching, cheering her on, which is so sweet. Mm. And this time, Andy finishes seventh, which is a lot better than she's done so far. Mm-hmm. And then back in her hotel room, Andy is talking to her mom about Dean. And the the mom, Geneva, is like, you really want this guy to end up with this girl? Like, I don't get it. Like, that you want him to end up with someone else? And Andy's like, well, I, I want him to be happy. So, yeah. And you can tell that she, like, genuinely means this, which I is, like, know. really sad and sweet. And the mom is like, oh, honey, you've got it bad. It's really beautiful when you get to know someone without that romantic tension. And then, like, so you develop a real, like, love for them as a person. It's deeper. Before the... Yeah, stuff comes in. It's Um, so true. It's like way deeper. So their hotel phone rings and it's Andrew calling. He's 
really proud of Andy for getting seventh place. And he's like, by the way, like, don't forget your sync tickets. Like they're here. Like, isn't that coming up? And Andy's like, oh crap. Like, you know what? Just you take them. And he's like, I don't want them. And she's like, Andrew, do you know what any girl would do to go to that with you? And then it dawns on her. She has a use for these. Yep. And she's like, wait, 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 Andrew, actually, can you mail them to me? And he's like, sure. Yeah. Um, and then the mom in their hotel room opens up a package she got. She ordered a cool Carson racing jacket, and now she's like all decked out with her cap oh, and her coat. And she's she the coach looks now. Dope with her backwards cap. I love her look. She's also really beautiful. Oh, this actress is absolutely beautiful. She's stunning. She's stunning. So now Andy gets to tell Dean that she actually has a plan for him to get Farron to think he's cool. And the next scene, they're in the hotel lobby and they walk by Farron talking about NSYNC. And Andy is just not very subtly being like, oh, dude, like, I don't want to go to NSYNC with you. That's so lame. Like, why would I yeah. go to just, that? No way, dude. No way am I going to fifth row NSYNC. <laughs> and then Farron's like, you guys have NSYNC tickets? And Andy's like, Dean does. And Farron's like, oh. And Dean's like, would you like maybe want to go with me? And she's like, yeah, let me just go change my concert clothes. And it works. And it they're works. going on a date. It works. And also Dean is wearing a black turtleneck and shiny pants in the scene. <laughs> He's channeling Justin Timberlake. I know. And like, I almost feel like he kind of picked that outfit knowing Farron's vibe a little bit better. I know. He was like, I think this is what Farron wants in a man. And I feel like maybe he's right. So then we see Andy race again and she wins. She gets third place. Well, yeah, but she, yeah, she wins this race, which means she's oh. third place overall. Oh, okay. Which is like I miss that. crazy. Okay. Like that's really good. Wow. Um, so she, yeah, basically like in this part of the series, she's third place overall. So she's on cloud nine, but then the dad is there waiting by and their van. And he's so scary. Oh my God. And he's like, pack your things we're going home and like he doesn't care at all that his daughter just won and he's like so intense and scary and oh it's God. really really unsettling like again his energy is just so dark and the mom is trying to be like edward this was as much my idea as hers and he's just like so cold like come on let's beat traffic let's go and andy is packing up and she's like clearly really distraught and dean comes by like dude congrats like you're, you just did amazing in that race and she's fighting back tears and he's like, aren't you going to ask about my night? Like, it was awesome. Like, Farron's totally digging me, yo. And then he notices that Andy is sad. He's like, what's wrong? And she's like, nothing, I'm fine. And then he says, whatever it is, like, you got to suck it up. Because if the guys see you like this, it could get ugly. So sad. And she's like, yep, I got it. And then she's like, thanks for everything. And Dean says, you rode, not me. Awesome job. Hell yeah. So sweet. And then Dean sees the dad, like, looking super mean and stern and he kind of like looks at that and I don't know, sees a little glimpse into Andy's maybe a little troubled home life before he walks away. Back at home, the dad is talking to Andy, but honestly, he's not as mad as I thought he would be. And I again think if this weren't a decom, this could like get darker here. Yeah. Because he's sort of just like, you disobeyed me, Andrea. Like he's kind of chill, actually. Mm -hmm. um, and he's really scared of people finding out like people in the motocross world. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense a little bit because it's like, deceptive and yeah. like he might not know that like hasn't read the rule book which he should have but like i would think it was against the rules yeah to, like so ha like yeah so like i get if he's upset from that point of view um but and, and like andrew is kind of like dad like aren't you proud of her like she just podiumed a race and he's like yes i am but like 
Yeah. Ultimately, it's not okay. Yeah. And I think the harshest thing he says is if people find out, I will be the laughing stock of the entire race and community. That's really harsh. Because your daughter raised? Like, yeah. And yeah. it's like, she's, she did well. Like, I know. Yeah. And then the dad is talking to the mom and he's like, I'll never know what you were thinking, aiding and abetting this insane scheme. And the mom this time really like sticks up for it. And she's like, listen, she's just as good as the boys. And I know that this sport is dangerous, but if you're willing to take the risk with Andrew, it's hypocritical not to do the same for Andrea. Yep. But she's sweet about it. She like says this and then she's like, I love you, honey, and kisses him and walks away. Yep. Cut to the, I guess like the next day or maybe a couple of days later, the doorbell rings and Andrea answers and it's a French guy. And he yep. says, hi, I am Renee. And he kisses her hand. And, and she's, she's like, yuck yeah she thinks that he's like selling tupperware yeah he's like, she's like we're not interested and she slams and she the door slams the door and then the dad goes and answers it and we find out that this is the new writer this french guy and he's such like a stereotype of a french man yeah and his name's Rene cartier yep and um the boys are kind of like especially andrew is like that name like sounds familiar like i feel like i know that name but he doesn't exactly no the dad is like really like andrea you have to be nice like renee's a long way from home like go easy on him but andy is like no 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 no. i get a horrible vibe from this guy so she finds an article about him in a magazine and she goes into the garage to tell her brother andrew she's like you you said you recognized his name like i know why this guy has been kicked off five teams for unsportsmanlike riding and they're talking about this. And then Renee walks into the garage, but he doesn't hear what they're saying. And he gives Andrew a long list of demands of like mechanic stuff that he needs yeah. done by tomorrow when they're going to start practicing. And Andrew's like, dude, this is going to take like a really long time. And Jason, who's really the mechanic of the family, volunteers to do it. And Renee is like, no, I'd feel better if like, you know, someone, an, an adult did it. And Andrew's- An adult, this 16 year old. Yeah. And Andrew's like, oh, Jason's actually like way better at this stuff than me. And then Renee like makes a short joke. He's like, well, I'd prefer if you did it. Cause like, I don't think he can even like reach the pedals. So then we see the sweet moment where Andrea walks up to her mom and hugs her. She thanks her for everything that she did to like, you know, help her through the competition. Yeah. And Geneva says, we did make a pretty good team, didn't we? And Andy says the best. Aww. And the dad sees this through the window, his daughter and wife hugging, and he's like, mm. yeah, he's like, mm. he's like getting it a little bit, but not fully. Um, and then we see a sequence of the French guy, uh, Rene, riding, and he's like very careless. He's like going really fast. He's like just doing too much. He's not careful. He's not meticulous. He's like, he's like crazy. Yeah. And um, then he like comes up to Andrew and he's like, are you sure you got all the parts I asked for? This feels like it couldn't win a mini bike race. And Andrew says the iconic line, well, my sister won on it. Yes. <gasps> mm. Such a good line. Yeah. So satisfying. And then uh, Renee keeps practicing and something mechanical that I don't quite understand happens. Basically, he was over revving the motor before yeah. it was warmed up. Yep. And so the bike is kind of like messed up. And Andrew like totally predicted this would happen. Like he was talking to his dad. He's like, he's over revving it. I told him to wait until he's going to like blow it out. But then Renee just like throws the bike down and storms off and says to Andrew, you let me know when it's fixed. And then <sighs> Renee literally makes a women in the kitchen joke to Andrea. Oh my God. They're in the kitchen. Um, Andy's washing dishes and Renee comes up and he says like, oh, I see you found out where you're most useful to the family. It's the most like overt point of sexism in the movie and he's like negging her about racing racing being like oh it's so funny how you thought you could do it and then she like sprays <laughs> him with water and is like 
oh, I'm sorry. Did I get you? Yes. Uh, good for her. He's like such a little bitch to her. Um, he sucks. And also he's like, it's funny that you thought you could do it. It's like, she did do it. She won a race, dude. Exactly. It's like, it's not funny. It's yeah. fact. And then we see Andrew talking to his dad and he's like, dad, like how much do you really know about this guy? And the dad's like, listen, I, I know he's had some problems, but he's a good aggressive rider, which is what we need. So the dad's like very much in denial about Renee being the worst. Yep. So now they have to go back to the races as a family with Renee. Andy goes, but now she's dressed like herself. She's dressed like a girl, but she spots Dean and he's walking hand in hand with Farron and she is immediately like, oh, oh gosh, because she knows that like he's going to want to talk to her brother. And this part kind of acknowledges that like her and her brother don't look exactly alike. So like someone that knows her as Andy really well will pick up on the fact that it's not the same person. So she puts uh, a helmet and goggles on her brother and she's like, you have to pretend to be me as you. And he's like, OK, OK. So Dean walks up and he sees that Andrew Carson has, uh, you know, his leg is clearly in a boot. And he's like, oh, my God, dude, like your knee, what happened? And Andrew says, oh, an old injury flared up. But like we got a new guy to fill in for us. And Dean's like, oh, I heard about that guy. Sounds like he's kind of a whack job. Mm -hmm. um, and now Dean meets Andrea as Andrea. And he's like giving her the eyes. He is like so lusting for our girl Andrea. In front of Farron. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wow. And like his excuse is kind of like, whoa, sorry. Just like you guys look a lot alike. Mm -hmm. And Farron definitely seems jealous in this moment. Um, yeah. And kind of like gets him away from there. So Renee does a race and he wins. But he knocks a guy named Barrett over in the process. So, yeah, we just see that he's very aggressive, very doesn't care about other riders at all. Andrea is walking and she overhears Dean and his buddy wondering about his bike because he's kind of having an issue with his bike. And she walks over and she gives them clearly very like expert advice. Yeah. And he's like, how do you know that? Like basically like, you're a girl. How do you know that? <laughs> I know. And she's like, I grew up around racing. And he's like, so did my girlfriend, but she doesn't know anything. He says like some racing term. I didn't write down the quote, but like yeah. she doesn't know a this from a that. Yeah. Um, and he's like, damn, that's cool that this girl knows about racing. And then when Andrea walks away, Dean tells his friend, he's like, it's weird. I just feel like I know her. And now Andy is all worked up because she saw Renee going into the Henderson truck. So she's like, okay, he's like trying to be sus and like probably get another deal, even though like he's only here because of my dad and he's our only chance. Like that's super disloyal and wrong. So she's like questioning him and she's like, what are you up to? Um, but her dad is like, Andrea, enough. Like we need him to be feeling good. Like you need to stop antagonizing him. And he tells her that she needs to go apologize to him. And now Geneva, the mom says to her husband, she's like, Honey, isn't it you who always says, if it barks like a dog and smells like a dog, it probably has fleas? And she's like, this guy is a big spoiled puppy. Yeah. She's just like, this guy is such bad, bad news. bad news. Yeah. And she asks the dad to describe their daughter. She's like, describe our daughter to me. Now, the first thing he says is beautiful, which I hate. I hate that that's like the first thing some people think about their daughters. I know. But then he's like, okay, she's smart and she gets along with just about everybody. And the mom's like, listen to yourself, like case in point, gets along with everybody and she hates this guy. Yep. And so the dad goes uh, to go check on Andrea, who he knows he had just sent off to apologize to Renee and he sees them fighting and Andy's mm -hmm. like trying to apologize. And she's like, listen, I'm just trying to look out for my family. And he says, your family's a joke, oh. he says. 
And then he also like pushes her. Yeah, no, he does. He pushes her. He's like, get out of my face. And the dad luckily sees this basically yeah. act of violence. Yes. And the dad's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Renee says, I'm sorry, but I can't accept her apology. And the dad says, well, that's okay because it's been withdrawn. Mm-hmm. And he fires him. Yeah. Finally, he yep, sees. Finally. Get some sense. And then we see a heartfelt scene with the dad <laughs> where the dad says that he like always prayed for a girl. And we find out that he didn't want his kids to race motocross because he's like, I did it. It was so dangerous. I saw all my friends get hurt. And like then when you're, we had your brother, like it happened. And I get what he's saying because this is really dangerous. Like it, it is a dangerous sport. And I, I would, friend. as much as I, you want to encourage your kids and whatever they want to do, and you should, it is scary when their hobby is super dangerous. Um. Oh, yeah. And, um, but then he says like, you know, like I don't give you and your mother enough credit. Like if it weren't for you and your mother, there's no way Carson racing, racing would ever have gotten this far. And he's giving the world would be nothing without a woman or a girl. And it's so true. It's so true. And then he is like, you know what, Andy, you're our only hope right now. Like, and he's like, I want you to race. Yep. So now, uh, Andy is in her gear. She's all ready to race. And Dean comes up to talk to her. And now, you know, he thinks she's Andy again. He's like, dude, your sister. He's like, your sister's a babe. What's her deal? Does she have a boyfriend? And Andy dressed as Andrew is like, dude, you have a girlfriend. And he's like, oh, like we broke up. Like we like don't have anything in common. And then he says something like she's more into Frenchmen or something. Yeah, he's like, plus I think she has a thing for French guys, which yeah, she's been flirting with Renee. Yeah, she's been flirting with Renee. And then Andy is like, well, we'll see. Like maybe we can work out some kind of deal. Like I'll think about it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's time for like the final race and Andrea's racing, but so is Renee because he's now with Henderson racing. This happened like right away, which is scary because we know he's aggressive and like will try to hurt people. Yeah, especially Andy because he like hates her. He hates her. And Um, especially because he can't be like emasculated by a girl. Yes. And we have already seen he's not scared to push a woman. Nope. Um, And before the race, they're all revving up. And this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. We see that all the boys have on green nail polish. Yes, Dean called it. Dean was right that like, look, you start winning. Everyone's going to be doing that. It's such a beautiful moment. And it's time for the race. And Andrea and Renee are like neck and neck for the entire race. It's really Carson versus Cartier. Oh, indeed. And then something happens and Renee does fall off his bike and Andy wins. Mm -hmm. Dean like comes running to congratulate her. And now Renee, this part confused me a little because Renee says it was a trick, like one a girl would play. And I'm not clear what, like, is he just implying like there's no way she could have beat me without cheating, which obviously she didn't. Or I wondered if it was a thing because there's this weird part where Renee like slams on his brake for seemingly no reason. And I was wondering if Andy somehow like made it look like there was like a turn when there wasn't or something because I just didn't understand why he said it was a trick or I guess just he means like this is all sham she must have just anticipated either like it was just a sham or she must have anticipated that he was going to cheat and like did something that would like fuck up his cheating yeah because obviously Andy wouldn't cheat she's like very no absolutely not but like she might have been like I know he's going to try and do this sus thing so maybe there's a way that I can like you yeah, know, like confuse fuck him. up the way that he's trying to like cheat people. Yeah, yeah. I think that might've been what it was. Um, so yeah, he says that line of like, it was a trick, like one a girl would play. And then one of the interviewers is like, whoa, that's like a really like harsh thing to say. Like, what do you mean? And then he says, why don't you ask Andy Carson? And they're like, oh, okay. And they go towards Andrea and he's like, no, the real Andy Carson. <clears throat> this is intense. And at <clears throat> first, uh, Andrew tries to like play it off. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then the dad is like, no, Andrew, like you don't have to lie anymore. Like 
looks like this is going to come out. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. And they reveal the truth. Um, and Dean is right away, like, really pissed. And he's like, I trusted you. Like, I told you stuff. He's really pissed. Yeah. Art Henderson is like, it's a joke. She's a girl. So mean. So mean. And people start saying, like, this has got to be against the rules. And this is when Geneva steps up and she's like, nope. Nope. No, it's not. She's like, a girl can do it. Right. Nothing in the rule book that says she can't. And then... Uh, Art is like, okay, then there must be something about, you know, you can't have an unregistered rider, mm -hmm. which does seem like, oh, that like could be. But then this is where the name comes in clutch. The mom's like, she is registered Andy Carson, which is what she goes by. Uh -huh. And it's true. Like the brother never went by that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. This isn't against the rules. And the interviewer says to Andy, he's like, what do you think? Like, do you think Rollins Racing will respect this? Like, do you think you're going to get to be a full factory sponsored racer? Like, you think they'll stand by the rules? And then he's like, oh, let's ask Bob. And we see the guy who's been trying to interview her throughout the movie. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And then out comes this woman. Iconic. Barbara Rollins. Turns out she's the VP of the company, a woman in power. Hell Yeah. And okay, but this part is hilarious. You have to admit, it's a classic Disney Channel fake out. Because yeah. they're like, oh, like, will you still win? And she goes, you must be joking. After everything this woman did, <laughs> and it seems like she's mad. And then she's like, winning against all odds in a man's world. Of course she's going to get the partnership. I know it's cheesy, but I was a sucker for it. I love seeing this like gorgeous queen emerge and be like, I'm actually in ahead of operations and I stand with this female writer. Like it was cheesy, but I was here for it. It's also cool because yeah, like there were allusions to this fair but demanding boss throughout mm -hmm. the film. Bob would be like, oh, gotta go. My boss is calling me. And the whole time it was Barbara. So... She wins. And then Barbara says, and I'm going to like go even further. I'm going to give the whole Carson family a contract. <laughs> so the family like hugs, but Dean does run off because he's like stressed like, about being lied to. Back at home, everything worked out. Andrea won. The mom reveals that with their new funding, they can hire a 250 rider. Now, if you'll remember <laughs> who I told you was a 250 rider, the mom is like, you know, in fact, we have one here now who's up for the job. Okay, so Andy walks outside and there's <laughs> Dean with his hands in his pocket, like just like looking so hot by the pool. By the pool. Wasn't this giving like John Hughes like 80s oh, rom-com? It was everything. And Andy's like, oh my God, like, wow. And he's like, I hear you're looking for a 250 rider. And it's like, she's like, well, like, you'll have to audition. Yeah. And he's like, oh, audition? Really? Like, it's so flirtatious. Oh, God, yeah. And then she's basically like, let's go on a race. And if you beat me, then you got the job. Yeah. And okay, this actually was an intentional nod. I learned to 12th night. She says, 12 laps. You beat mm. me and you get the job. Now, I will say this. I remember when I was little, which this to me is so funny about little me, like watching this, I was like, sad like i preferred them when they were both boys like i was like they yeah, had more chemistry more so yeah then we cut to them uh they go race and that's the last thing we get is a freeze frame of them like jumping in the air on their bikes in their motocross all gear. these movies with the freeze frame okay so a couple fun facts this one's probably kind of obvious this film had a lot of product placement um from real extreme sports companies like vans suzuki no fear and fox racing the working title for this movie was the 12th lap because of 12th night 
To gain some credibility among real-world motocross riders, Disney did cast some well-known professional bikers, including but not limited to Travis Pastrana, Steve Lamson, and Jeremy Jeremy McGrath. And they got Jeremy. No, I know, right? I, I know. know obviously, those names mean nothing to us, yeah. but those are the boys that uh, Andrea encounters when she goes to practice at that track. Ah, so they're real motocross racers. Cool. Alana Austin, who plays Andy, her stunt double was named Andy too. Love. He is a real pro racer and stunt double named Andy Harrington. Alana signed on to the movie thinking she'd be able to wear a wig and was, I guess, like kind of dismayed when she learned she needed to actually cut her hair. But she looks great. Oh, she looks awesome. Um, I wanted to look a little into like women in motocross and learn like, is this actually yeah. a thing? So the Women's Motocross League is separate from men's motocross because there are different rules and also different uh, bike sizes. Women generally race bikes that are uh, 125cc, like Andy. Um because they're a lot of times like not big enough to ride like a 450, which I guess is what adult men ride. Mm -hmm. And motocross has female leagues, but it's still like open that like, they basically said that like, usually uh, women don't make it into the main events because like, they're just not usually fast enough. But if they do make it, they they can ride with the men, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then in terms of like racing for minors, there's an open women's class for females 14 and up and a girls class for females between the ages of 11 and 16. But what I was reading was kind of saying that motocross is unique in that like every class you can imagine that men and boys can race in like women can too. Oh, that's awesome. So the the option is there, which is cool. Um, So a little bit about the cast. Okay, so Alana Austin, who, like I said, plays Andrea. She hasn't acted since 2006. Um, That's a shame. I know, she's great. She's been in two other motocross movies. Um, Okay, amazing. I know, she starred in Moto Kids in 2004, which has a monkey in it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then she was like like an extra, like a sideline watcher in Supercross, which came out in 2005 which has director right i think so actually yeah Yeah. i think i looked that up yeah and sophia bush is in it yes Uh, i looked this movie up yeah and alana's dad produced both of those movies so her dad is um like a a producer his name is stephen kent so she's nepotism yeah she did (laughs) a good job yeah i also learned from alana's wikipedia page that there was going to be a motocrossed sequel but it never happened oh i would have loved to see that i want to see more of that relationship i'm invested and yeah like i said she hasn't acted in a while but in the 90s she was a recurring character on uh, a sitcom called Inc., which starred Ted Danson and Mary Seenbergen, and she was their daughter. Oh, mm. cute. Trevor O'Brien plays Andrew. He hasn't acted since 2018. Um, didn't really know him for much, but he's in Dodgeball. Okay, Riley Smith as Dean. So cute. He's still acting. He's in the new uh, CW Nancy Drew series. Okay, love. Oh, this is what we know him from. New York Minute. He was Ashley's yes, love interest. Yes. And he's okay. so cute That's in that. That's probably why he's so familiar to me now that I think about it. Probably less motocross. I learned that Mary-Kate and Ashley picked Riley, this guy, and Jared Padalecki themselves. Which, Hot. like, I get it, girls. As they should. And I did read an interview that this guy, Riley, did about a lot of stuff, but he mentioned motocross. Mm-hmm. And he said, that movie really changed my life, I've got to say. It was one of those you just never saw it coming, and I didn't even know it when we were making it. I was just happy to have a job. It was one of those things that will never go away. So he feels like it's really had a lasting effect, which, yeah. And he revealed he can't even really ride a bike, which I don't believe because I think he's literally the bike messenger in New York Minute. So maybe he just <laughs> meant, like, I can't ride a dirt bike. I don't know. 
Um, and also in a 2019 Instagram post, he revealed that he still has Dean's racing outfit from the movie. <gasps> yes. I love him. Um, Mary Margaret Humes is Geneva the mom. She is Dawson's mom, Gail, on Dawson's Creek. She's also done tons of Hallmark movies. And then Timothy Carhart is Edward Carson, the dad. He was in Yellowstone for a bit, but not anymore. I guess he was like definitely a recurring character, but not like main cast. That's his last thing that he did. But he's been in some really famous movies. I don't know like how big his roles were in these, but he was in The Hunt for Red October and Thelma and Louise. And then Scott Tara is Jason. He hasn't acted since 2010, um, but he was in, this is probably like his biggest thing, Eight-Legged Freaks with uh, David Arquette and ScarJo. And actually, so was Riley Smith. Oh my God. Um, a movie that looks like my worst nightmare. I, I really couldn't find out what Scott is up to now. Like I couldn't find his Instagram or LinkedIn or anything, but That's fair. we wish you the best, Scott. You were really cute in this movie. So this movie was written by Ann Austin and Douglas Sloan. Um, now, Ann Austin has no relation to Alana Austin, who plays Andrea. They spell it differently. Um, now, Ann has mostly written Barbie movies Ooh. and TV stuff. Douglas has other DCOM writing credits. Uh, Johnny Tsunami, Minutemen, Dad Napped, Princess Protection Program. And now directed by Steve Boyum, who we did just talk about. because King. Yeah, he directed Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. But as I mentioned in that episode, he's a stuntman and he's actually good at motocross. So it's super cool that he directed this. He clearly knew the world he was, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, he knew the and world. you can tell. You really can. The music was by Christopher Brady, who we also just talked about because he also did the Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire score. I didn't like the score at all personally, but listen, Christopher, I respect I your work. I love the score. What? I hate it so I much. It's so rock and roll. Well, no, I liked like, okay, this this is the thing. I liked the songs. I didn't like like the score, like the music that plays. Oh, like the soft music. Yes. Okay, I didn't like that either. It's so cheesy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But again, listen, Christopher, this is one of your earliest projects. You live and you learn. I like some of your other work, so respectfully, it wasn't my vibe. Fair. Um, Nora, shall we rate Dean and Andy? So I'm giving it, we support this union. I have no notes. I think they're going to be an iconic couple. I think they're going to raise some badass kids. I think they're never going to break up. And if they do, I'll never forgive them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm obsessed with them. I, I support it more than I've supported any couple we've done so far completely agree they're my favorite couple so far i give them the same i also just love dean so much king he is wise. so sweet and like right away their chemistry was so sexy even when he thought she was a boy he just treats everyone with respect even when like oh. people were making fun of him because he sucked at racing he saw her as a person he was kind and patient and he continued and, to help her even when he thought he wasn't going to get anything out of their deal anymore. And a boy that that is, that is so good looking and so nervous around girls, that was really endearing to me. Like he could have so been like an F boy, like so charming and suave with the ladies. And the fact that he's like, can't even talk to a girl is like so cute. No, I literally completely agree. Like I love that motocross is like his life and he's dedicated yet like girls in love are the forefront of his mind. I know. That's so sweet. I love him so much. I yes, Dean. And he's, I, I'm putting him in the Gavin Hall of Fame of like my favorite decom oh, boys so far. Same. Um, what was your favorite quote? Okay, so this is like a, a two line thing, but I had to do it because it summarizes the film. Is when Andrew says, those guys would do anything to beat you. And Andy says, yeah, but they'd have to keep up with me first. Slay. Slay. What was yours there? <laughs> so, okay, I actually like didn't really like the quotes in this movie that much. I, I, I found there so, were so many iconic ones. I know. I found some of them mean, but a little cheesy, but I really just liked this. Also a 
two-parter. I just thought it was really funny um, when the mom says, if that isn't the cutest boy I've ever seen, and Andy says, if I wasn't the second cutest boy, I might actually have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that part. Yeah, that's cute. So for the Zodiac sign, I, I think I have to go with Aries again, not to give both sports movies we've done Aries, but I don't know. I just felt like Andy's fearlessness, her boldness, her sense of adventure. She's just really not afraid to just get after it, which I really associate with Aries. Yep. Yeah. Just kind of that like fearless, badass. Yeah. Hell it, yeah. It gives me Aries vibes. And there's a lot of hot headed people in this movie, I feel like. And that's Aries. To yeah. Me. Oh, totally. Um, um, oh, sorry. What were you I say? was just going to ask your rose and your thorn. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so my rose was the feminist message. Um, girls can do anything boys can do. And I loved a decom about a girl dominating a like mostly male sport. What was yours? Yeah. I mean, mine is, mine is just Dean and Andy's chemistry. I just think like this movie is really good, but I think if they had been a little less believable, it could have been like, it could have fallen a lot more flat. Yeah, It still would have been inspiring. But like, to me, that really was it's the heart of it. It's yeah. the heart of it. And I just think they both did such a great job and had amazing chemistry and I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Your Thorin. Um, okay, so I had, like, one big one and then one tiny mini one. So okay. my big one was that I feel like they brushed over the injury at the end part with the race. Like, I feel like people were too quick to be like, oh, he doesn't have the leg brace anymore, and now he's in this race. I'm like, I feel like people would be concerned if they saw a rider on crutches, and then he was, like, doing this race, like, 10 minutes later. Yeah. Like, I know he said just, like, oh, an old injury flared up, but, like, you just wouldn't be okay that fast, and I didn't feel like there was enough suspicion around that when it first started. And then my one, my second one, like, okay, so there was nothing overtly where they said things that are, like, classically female are bad, but I felt like there was this undertone of, like, cheerleading is a silly sport that Andy felt like she had to do because she was a girl, and, like, Farron only, like, shopping, and I just, like... Like, cheerleaders are athletes. Like, cheerleading is not a worse sport than motocross. And the fact that that was in that in the first scene of, like... And the thing is, like, they never even said that. I just feel like there was, like, this undertone of, like, every time a girl does a stereotypically female thing, it's because she feels like she has to. Mm. My thorn, personally, is... I think you're going to disagree with me, but like how just like tidily everything was tied up at the end. It yeah. was cheesy to me. I um it. Like, nothing wrong with the character of Barbara, but just, like, I don't know, someone coming out and the fake out. It was just, for me, really corny of, like, I felt like the whole movie, it was just, we were hit over the head with, like, no one would accept this, and everyone immediately accepted it. And, like, yeah. listen, that's positive, and I'm not even saying that's completely unrealistic, but, it, again, I felt similar to Halloween Town 2, where it's just, like, this thing that you set up a whole movie was resolved in two seconds, yeah. and it felt really corny, and it didn't really feel satisfying. I felt I felt corny Disney Channel to me, personally. I, I could see that. Um, but that brings us to our overall rating. So I loved this movie. I thought it was so good. I thought it could be in theaters. I thought that it was a better interpretation of Twelfth Night than She's the Man. Me and too. I love that movie. And I thought it was better. And I thought it was just like so good. I loved that you could tell the director because he is like an ex-motocrosser, right? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You could tell he knew so much about the sport. The acting was good. The plot was good. The message, it was just, in my opinion, it was kind of perfect. I gave it an A+. Oh, my God. That's huge, guys. This is our first A+. I, know. I loved it. I'm so happy we could bring this movie into your life, Nora, that I you'd know. never really seen all of I it. I know. To me, it felt a little cheesy soapy at times. Like, 
the dad kind of felt like a caricature to me at times. Like some of the inspirational stuff to me felt a little half-baked. I completely agree that the feminist message was so strong. Mm -hmm. And listen, all the motocross stuff was really good. I think it yeah. was... I'm giving it an A minus. Okay. I'm giving it an A minus because I, I do think it was a little cheesy at times. The ending to me was too, too tied up with a bow. I get it. Um, the, the music honestly kind of made it feel more corny to me. Like the score was really cheesy. It just sort of felt a little bit. Um, yeah, really just like corny, but I love the romantic storyline. I love the message. It's feministy and sporty and fun. Yeah. And I just think it's like all around like, really solid and fun and inspiring but yeah to me just like it left an overall little bit of a cheesy taste in my mouth right. in a way that smart house and brink didn't which brings us to our drinking game rules because you should rewatch this one it's so fun so drink every time someone mentions getting a factory partnership drink every time there is a motocross sequence drink every time jason's siblings warn him not to tell their mom and dad drink every time andrew stands up for his sister andrea Drink every time Renee does something you find despicable. This is kind of similar. Drink every time someone says something misogynistic. Oh, I love it. Okay, great, 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 great. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to our motocross episode. This one was so fun. Yes, we had so much fun. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.